everybody. This is Barbara with Canada Girl Speaks Podcast, and I am very excited to be again recording on tonight. Um, we are still doing a off-site recording due to COVID, the COVID uh, pandemic, and so uh, my engineer Aaron is at his residence, and I have two uh, guests on tonight that are actually going to be, uh, they're going to be in Dallas, they're from Dallas, and so um, they're going to be at their perspective residence, and so I'm, I'm so excited for them to have accepted the invitation to be on County Girl Speaks Podcast. And so um, they are, uh, I do work with them, and so um, I'm excited that they are, are on tonight. And so I'm going to introduce them, and then they're going to uh, be, I'm going to allow them to tell about themselves. And so I'm going to uh, introduce my first guest, and thank you so much, ladies, for being on uh, Canada Girl Speaks Podcast. And my first guest on tonight is uh, Yolanda. Yolanda Roberson is great. Okay, Yolanda Roberson. <laughs> And then um, we call her Mimi, but I'm gonna let her. I'm gonna let her tell you her her uh, birth name. But her name is Mimi Bowman. And so, thank you, ladies, so much for being on Canada Girl Speaks podcast. Yay! You're so, <laughs> so Yolanda, tell us a little bit about yourself. My name is Yolanda Roberson. I'm 51 years old. I am originally from Dallas, born and raised. Um, I am the mother of a 20, almost 22-year-old son, uh, whom I love very dearly. And um, I, as Bobby said, we work together. Uh, and I do various things on the side. Okay. I'm a husband. I mean, you can, you can admit, you can admit <laughs> what you do on the side. Well, I'm an event planner, decorator with uh, distinctive designs. I have a partner. Her name is Tracy Daniels. I'm Tyler. So we do events in East Texas and in Dallas uh, for the um, I'm also uh, president of Brown Girlversity, a nonprofit that works with uh, teaching life skills to young girls ages 6 to 18. And uh, I am the daughter of Loretta Buchanan and former pastor George Buchanan, the late George Buchanan. And um, that's funny. So All right. Mimi. Oh, and I'm divorced and single. Okay. And Mimi, mm -hmm. you introduce yourself? Hi, my name is uh, Marshall Bowman, a.k.a. Mimi, uh, as they've already stated. We all work together. I am 42 years old. I have two children, um, 18 and 25, born a girl. I have three grandbabies. I'm a student, and I am single. <laughs> all right, so all the single ladies, all the single ladies. And so, ladies... Um, I wanted to start this, this this discussion on tonight because um, I had I had a video that was sent to me um, by a, a, a friend, and the video is from a um, by a, a gentleman that has a I guess he has a a, has a talk I don't know a talk show some type of little show on on YouTube, and his name is Kevin Samuels, and um, he has a video and it talks about uh, the. Women and women considered in the, was it the danger zone, ages twenty seven to thirty five, and so I I got a chance to listen to that video, and basically he's talking about relationships and how women, um, how relationships I guess are formed and how you know women a certain age group, um, how they I guess perception of relationships and how they're in relationships, 
And so I, I asked Yolanda and I asked Mimi to listen to look at the video to give their, you know, let's have a, a, a discussion about what they thought about Kevin Samuel's video. Because he is very, he's, he's if, you ever, if you ever look him up on YouTube, he's a very straightforward um, person. Right, ladies? Yeah. Oh, he can be straightforward. Oh, that's what we calling it now, straightforward. Is that what it is? <laughs> oh, oh, okay. <laughs> so, so, okay. So, so tell me, so, okay, so to build him up, because I, I do want the audience, whoever's listening, if you get a chance, you need to look at him because he is a different kind of person. So, ladies, what are your thoughts about this gentleman, Kevin Samuels? You can find him on YouTube. Yolanda, what are your thoughts on him? Well, actually, I did check out the video as much as it is I could stomach. Um, and, uh, um, well, I mean, everybody has an opinion about yeah. relationships and uh, age and when it's appropriate to date, how long after you've been in a relationship or divorce, why black women, because he, he did a lot of focus to me on black women. Black women, yes, he did. Yes, and and while we're not successful in relationships, and while we are waiting so long, or uh, why men are not choosing to date us or to marry us, you know, at an appropriate age, whereas white female, uh, Caucasian females are, you know, uh, getting married a lot earlier. They're going to get married earlier than us, and I'm not saying there's not, you know. Uh, true or whatever, but I think everybody's individual. I think uh, uh, different people are raised in different circumstances or whatever. There are, he was right, a lot of men in uh, black families that are raising uh, young girls. So sometimes if it's the mother is the head of the household, then, you know, he was kind of saying that you don't even know about men, really. You know what I mean? So you you, you choose to, uh, black women choose men uh, that are fools or, you know, whatever, that lead them, you know, in the wrong direction or whatever. If you don't have a man, we're not, if we're past a certain age, like 27 in that gap or whatever, the danger zone or whatever, the danger zone, if yeah. they don't get us before 25, he said he told this one lady <laughs> that she should, she should have been married, she's 33, she should have yeah. been married at 25, 10 years yeah. ago. Yeah, you know, yeah. and yeah. you know that's not that's not true. It may not be her time. Yeah. You know, you can't just you know say that. He sounds like he's been hurt by someone <laughs> before, and he's talking from pain. And I kind of feel sorry for him in listening to him discuss and and telling her to shut up. And that's the reason why you know she over talking a man. Yeah, you know, and that's the reason why you're not in a relationship. Okay, so Mimi, so tell, so what, so what are your thoughts about him? Because I mean, I, I mean, I'm, I'm listening to Yolanda, and I'm like, you know, you know, you, I have, I have seen, I've heard men say that that black women, we, we, we too strong, we over talking, you know, like that. So, what are your thoughts about what he was talking about? He came off to me as an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> I, I listened, I listened to half of it. I mean, when he was in his, like, 15-minute commercial, I mean, yeah. that's how long it was. Yeah. After that, I may have listened to maybe, like, eight minutes of it, but I didn't like him at all or his message. 
I understand that black women and white women, we are raised differently. White women are raised to marry for stability. We are raised yeah. to marry for love. And that's, that's as plain as it gets. So, of course, everyone doesn't fall in love between the ages of 18 and 23 or 18 and 25. That just doesn't happen. We're still having fun. That's just how it goes for the most part. Now, I, for one, I was married at 23. But did it last? No. So I'm just saying everyone is different. So you can't base off what this guy is saying, off the critical years, the danger zone. No, you can't. No. I, <laughs> I wouldn't even listen to his YouTube channel at all. Yeah. So he, he he's actually an image consultant, and, and men go, men, people go to him. Like they're having, you know, the struggle relationships, you know, they may be uh, in corporate America, you know, they may be CEOs and all that. And, you know, some CEOs are real introverts. And so his job is to help them, you know, with connecting with, you know, whoever, you know. So that's kind of like the gist of him. And so just listening to him and then you think about, okay, so regarding, you know, like you said, we, we are different from, you know, the white, you know, white, the white community, as far as white, you know, white, white women, we're different, you know, and so sometimes as women, as white, you know, sometimes in those cultures and those, and that, those families, they do groom their daughters to say, okay, when you get out of, you know, when you grow up, you're going to, you know, go to, go to college, you're going to meet your husband, and you're going to, you know, get a house, get a, you know, white picket fence, have, you know, 2.5 kids, and all that, and so th they do have a different language. They do have a different community. You know, they do communicate differently with their with their kids versus us. You know, so what? So what kind of communication are we are we saying to our kids, or what, or you know, just your experience growing up? What kind of communication did you have growing up? As far as when it comes down to growing up to be, you know, a wife or just you know, what kind, what, what was communication? You know, in your household. Well, I come from some good strong stock. You know, uh, black women, and when I say strong, it comes from my great-grandmother, my grandmother, my aunts, my grandmother's sisters, and my mom. So when I was being raised by my mom, before she got married, because she had me at 16, so when I was coming up, I watched my mom, I've, all I've ever known was her to do was to work, yeah. to work. We weren't, we weren't privy to uh, her dating or, or whatever. She didn't do that around us. Uh, I think it was a year, my stepfather said, before he left his dad. So that wasn't And so, um, in, in, in being raised by her and watching her work, she worked for us. She always put us in good situations, tried to find the best food. You know what I mean? She could afford you know, and things like that. I, I grew up from watching her work at Jack in the Box to all the way to where she is now, 45 years in her job. You know, mm -hmm. I come from women who retired on their jobs, you know what I mean, that were stable, that took care of their families, you know. And so that's, that's, what, that's all I know. You know, my grandfather was there. He was, you know, strong. Him and my grandmother, you know, they bought a home. They, you know, they had things, you know, like that. My mom raised me, first of all, it was school. Don't get pregnant, of course. Yeah. You know, that's one of the number one factors in when that they're telling us, don't get pregnant. You got plenty of time 
to have a baby. Go to school. Go to school. Go to school so that you'll be able to take care of yourself and you won't have to be dependent upon anybody else. You know, whether it's a man or a family member or a them or whatever. Go to school, get your education, get you a good job, you know, so that you'll be able and stable. Okay? And you won't have to depend on anybody else. That was the conversation. Love and marriage and, you know, when it was time for you to marry, okay, you'll marry. But pushing marriage over uh, being stable and being able to provide for yourself and find the best opportunities for your life uh, was more important, you know, than that. Now, if you just happen to get pregnant or you just happen to, you know, uh, get find yourself in that type of situation, then, of course, you want them to be married, you so know. Mimi, so, Mimi, what about you? And while Mimi's uh, waiting, you know, uh, the, the friends that I have, they, they also have had similar, you know, circumstances. Yeah. Although um, I was mostly raised uh, in predominantly black schools, I did attend Catholic school. You know, I, I, I did attend, you know, college school predominantly, you know, white classmates or college, whatever you want to call it. Uh, and, and the conversation was a little different. Their, their upbringing was, you know, basically kind of different than mine. You yeah. know, but everybody, you know, different cultures, everybody, you know, the goal is the same, is to uh, grow up and meet somebody that loves you, that can provide for you, and, you know, live life to the fullest, no matter what your color is or whatever. But then coming from uh, a race where there aren't as many men in the home as probably Caucasian-ran households, yeah. then the, the, the raising is different. The upbringing is different. The conversation is different. And a lot of our parents or whatever are so busy trying to keep the family together, trying to work and provide, you know, fight a yeah. system that's against them anyway. You know, that, you know, with relationships and marriage and stuff, it's kind of put on the, the back burner sometimes. I mean, what was, what was your discussion, I guess, growing up with your parents as far as growing up? You know, you're going to grow up, get married, have kids? You know, or how, how did, how did, what kind of conversations did you, did you have with your mom? And dad? Well, the conversation I had with both parents were uh, <clears throat> I would go to school, get married, and then have children, but my life. Didn't align that way, so I kind of did it backwards. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean that's 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 not it unusual. So I guess you know with 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 him, you know, the conversation was about you know his discussion about women. So do you did you find yourself as you got you know older that it was gonna you know you said you was already you was already you were married at what what age first? Twenty three. Twenty three. Okay, so you were married at twenty three, and then you were divorced at what what age? 33. 33. Okay, so, yeah. you, so basically, like you said, you 33, you're in the danger zone after 33. You know, so right. I guess so now, at your at your your current age right now, you know, do you find that it's difficult, you know, difficult, you find any difficulty with relationships or, you know, establishing a relationship with a, a, with a, with a, with a gentleman, you know, having something long-term? Do you find that as you get older that it is hard to it's, establish a relationship? Yeah. It's very difficult, and it's because I know exactly what I want, 
and I know I'm not going to settle. I know I don't have time to wait for anyone to get it right because I already have it right. It's very difficult. Like, you can't come to me half. You just can't. Like, you need to be already together when you come to me. And Yolanda, what about you? Yeah, I find it difficult. <laughs> right off the bat. So is it difficulty because is it difficulty because are you seeking out older men or are you seeking out you know we know if it's a younger person under our age under let's just say you know th- you know thirty something year old you know that or whatever that some of them are not you know they're not ready or they they well, and, you know well, I mean Barbara the, the the speaker that um, that you had us listen to or whatever and listening to his thoughts. That uh, the danger zone was twenty seven to what thirty three, thirty five, uh-huh. or something yeah, like that. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, I'm fifty one, and so a lot of the things that at that age or back then I was wanted a mate for have changed. Mm-hmm. You know, my 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 kids are raised. You know, yeah. now I was married. You know, um, and we had a two parent home. You know. And they were, you know, every time, I, of course, I didn't get married thinking I was going to be divorced. But, you know, the reality is I'm divorced now. You yeah. know, and so in dating, uh, uh, to me, the guy was saying that if you're in that danger zone, you can really hang it up. You're yeah. used good. You're really not good for anything. After you pass 33, 35, you're in the, uh, what do you say, Down syndrome, uh, you know, zone for your baby to have issues and stuff, you know, like that, you know, really you're used and uh, used up and, you know, you really should just be, instead of, you say, instead of uh, desire, being desirous of a man with a good career and with money and, you know, that's able to care, you know, but you, you should just be satisfied with whatever you get. A man, because really, after those years, you're not any good anyway. And that's why I totally disagree. Because at my age, you know what I mean? And I have been, I have felt some prejudices from men or whatever. You know, that at this age, if you already have a home, you know, I have goals. I have goals that I set for myself, things that I wanted for myself. And they didn't include, um, you know, uh, uh, having to do them with a man. I wasn't raised, and I don't believe that I have to have a male in my life to achieve goals, personal goals that I wanted. I wanted to live in my own home. I wanted to, and you know, now that you have that, you know, if you get a, if I have, it has been my experience that when you meet a a man and you finally invite them over, y'all get to that point, you know, you hate to kind of invite them over because when they see that you're already established, that you don't really have to have them to meet your material, you know, uh, goals or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, you already have transportation. You have, you know, whatever. And, you know, they like, well, what you need me? You know, what you need me for? You know what I mean? Well, it wasn't that. You know, so do you think, I, do you think it's intimidating to a lot of men, especially black men? It can when, be too. When we have, yeah. when we're, when we're, when women like you, yourself and Mimi, like you say, you guys are homeowners. Do you think it's intimidating for them to try to approach you? You know, because like I said, you guys were raised to be strong black women, and so well, like you know, kind of like this, this, this. I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say, Joker. But this person, because he has a right to his opinion, you know, yeah. he 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 feels like 
you know, like I said, it's, it's, we don't, as black, strong black women, like you said, we would be off the radar for a lot of men because we, the way we carry, the way we, the way you carry yourself. And I don't no. even know why. Let me t- let me tell you something. In in doing like when we're decorating me and my partner, one thing that I've noticed is that when we go to like big events or convention centers or we setting up and there are other vendors there, you can see the Caucasian women vendors, the bakers or or whoever it is, they usually have some type of assistance, some type of, you know, uh uh support you know, or the, the right this or the right that. Okay, then you have your Hispanic women who also come, you know, to set up whatever they're setting up and doing. They got, you know, support. They either have their children, their older children there, their husband, they got a truck, you know, they're yeah. all supporting each other. But when you see me and my partner, who is also single, come in, we're having to do really a lot of our own stuff, come up with our own, you know, uh, modes of getting everything set up and getting everything done or hiring this one or hiring that one or have our, you know, sons or whatever, you know, help us, you know, all the time, but when you have, you know, a mate, you know, I just see that, you know, men don't support black men. A lot of black men don't support uh, women who are out here trying to get it. You know what I mean? So I just believe. So don't you think that it's a breakdown because of where, it we, is. Are, where we are in our society that you don't have a lot of black you know, black, black women don't get a lot of support. Yeah. We, don't, we don't get a lot of support, the support, the kind of support that we really need. You know, okay. instead of seeing it as an asset to our household, because the money is coming into our household, you know what I mean? They see it more so as a burden. You know, so, I'm so, okay, so both of you, So both of you have sons. And so how are you instilling that in your sons about, you know, women, about black women? How are you, what are you instilling in your sons? Because you, at some point we have to break this cycle. We have to break the cycle, and I have I have I have sons as well. We have to break the cycle. So what what can we instill, or what are you instilling in your sons on how to treat our women, how to treat women? Mimi, well, I I feel like my son watches me. Uh, he sees how hard I go to work, how much I work, and everything I do. It's for my kids, like. It just is like I haven't really taken time out for myself because I feel like even though they're grown now, when well, he just graduated, but still, I just feel like I owe it to them. So, uh, don't bring me no little silent girl around here. <laughs> Nobody just want to lay up and have no babies. No. Like his girlfriend now, I have to ask her, you know, what do you like to do? What are, what are your goals? And I can see it now. He'll be tired of her real soon. Yeah. He will be. Because all she wants to do is cling to him, but he's only 18. And he's not ready for that. He came to me, he said, Mom, is that what girls like? No, baby, I don't like that. Yeah. I think y'all should be able to go out and have fun with y'all friends and then maybe link up later. Like, you don't have to devote all your free time. You just don't. You get sick of people like that. But once you, you too young. What about you and your son? How, how are you, what are you instilling him to? My son grew up, you know, basically with his mom and dad. And we, we, we had a vow to each other for our children that no matter what happened to us, that we would always be there, you know, for them, you know. And so, 
he knows uh, uh, how to love, you know, good. And he knows how to love better than what we do how to love. You know, I can say that. He is in a relationship going on two years and about a week. You know, and she's also from a two-parent home. And I think they kind of establish what they like with the, with each other and what they don't. And so my son communicates because I always communicated with him on whatever. And so they they, they talk openly. And I'm, I'm happy about that. As long as he's happy, I'm happy. You know, and I, I teach him to respect women. And I'm always, you know, telling him, you say how I treat my mama? I treat my mama like that. You better treat your mama. You got to treat women. You know, he knows how to open doors. You know, we started that at age two. And you can say that's too too young. Let the, let, let your sister go first. You know what I mean? It started yeah. in-home modeling behavior that you're going to use throughout your life. You know, yeah. you don't walk in. You don't, you don't do that. You don't, you know, if you see a woman need some help, you help her out. You know, you, you so, take a bag, open a door, you know, just because she's a woman, you know. So as you mm-hmm. as you're getting as you as both of you are getting older, and we're gonna get back to you know when talking about you know like they talk what he talked about. As you're getting older, you know, do you see yourself you know you know maybe eventually you might being married at you know at an older age, or do you see yourself you know in a long time relationship? You know, are you willing to date somebody younger? You know, what what do you see yourself in the next let's just say next five five years when it comes down to relationship? I see myself in a long-term relationship. I do, even at 51, with somebody that respects me, that loves me, that is concerned for me, that I'm concerned for, that uh, knows how to treat me, you know, good, and I treat him, you know, good. I'm not settling. I'm not going to do that. Yeah. That's, that's definitely, you know, I'd rather be happy and alone than, you know, unhappy with somebody. You know, I've did that before. Yeah. And life has taught me, you know, baby, it's so much more out there than just to be unhappy. I'm not going to do that yeah. for nobody. Mimi, what about you? Yeah, next five years, I mean, I'm hoping to be in a long-term relationship. But if I'm not, I mean, I'm good with that, too. I've been single for a long time, so I'm not going to yeah. rush anything. Uh, I have dated younger guys. Uh, I'm gonna say between the ages of thirty-three and thirty-seven, um, and they are—I like them a lot more than I like the guys that are my your, age. In your age, yeah, yeah. And why is that? They just seem to be a little more attentive to me. Yeah. You know, like when I work at night, trying to make sure that I'm in my garage or in my house safe. And that's what the younger guys do. Yeah. You know, I'm going to use today for an example. I had a guy call me or text me, you know, checking on me because I lost my father. So then he went to a whole other conversation, adult conversation. So then I said, well, I said, why don't you come over here and help me get my grass green because I've been talking about my year for months. So he asking me what I have I done. And what I have, I put down. Well, you said you want to come lay with me. Why don't you come put on it? Girl, please. Mimi, <laughs> <laughs> so what was your, what was the uh, the other the the last part of your discussion about? You know, you said the, the younger person, younger man. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm just saying, like the older guy, like the guy my age, 
you're telling me what I, I should be doing instead of you saying, well, let me come over here and help you. But the younger guy already started. Oh, he'd already started uh, working yeah. in the yard? Yeah. So mm. I'm just like, don't tell me what I should be doing if I'm telling you what I need. Yeah. Maybe you should come show me. If I'm telling you what I want to do, maybe you should come show me. But the other guy came without hesitation. He did show you. <laughs> he showed you he wasn't about enough. You know, a lips will say anything. That's what I'm to say. Okay, so, you know, so, um, you know, I was thinking about, you know, what Mr. Um, Candace was saying. Do you feel, okay, so when, when he talks about, you know, at, when you're a certain age, you know, past, what, 35, that you're just like, okay, so, you know, I, I feel like to me that's really within that person. You can be 35 and be the bomb, you know, and so, you know, when they, when he talk about. You can be 55 and be the bomb. You can be the bomb, yeah, you can be the bomb at any age, you just how you carry yourself. And so, do you feel like there's any competition between a woman that's in her 20s versus a woman that's in her 30s or, you know, older? Do you find yourself being in competition with other young women that age with, when it comes mm -hmm. down to dating? I, I, I don't. I don't feel like I'm in competition with nobody in their 20s, 30s, or 40s. That's a whole nother, you know, and I wouldn't want to be back in my 20s, 30s, or 40s. It was, it was, that was a whole lot of education. You know what I mean? But I'm so happy with what I am in my life. That comments like from this man doesn't matter to me because he's talking about eggs being washed up and stuff. Baby, I've not really had children. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm waiting on my children to have children. You know, and I'm happy where I'm at. God bless me. It's a whole lot of people didn't make it. Do you yeah. hear me? So be fifty one. Okay, so this, yeah, so so I had a conversation with a person and they were saying that you know, they, they're in their 50s, and so they would rather date, they want, they're looking at dating a, a young lady in their 20s because, of course, like like you said, their they're eggs are viable, so when you get past uh, 33, then you're like, like you said, you're washed up, your eggs are not viable. <laughs> so they, they, they're they looking at that 20-something-year-old because they're looking at her, I, I just look at, looking at, I'm and he's in his 50s. And he's in his 50s. So oh, like, okay. <laughs> so, well, when Lil Bootsy uh, comes to the house, you know, you know here we are. Here we are. Yeah, here we are. Yeah, here we are. We're in our, you know, we're in our fifties. You maybe in your forties, and it's like we've been there, done that. So I'm like, okay, I'm not going. We're not going back that way. We're we're on the other uh, the other spectrum. So. I'm like, okay, then, hey, you do you. Is that what you want, a, a 20-something-year-old? And good luck on that because in a few more years, and I, I, in a few more years, you, you're you already 50-something. More than likely, you know, you're going to you're gonna be taking that blue pill. Because <laughs> our eggs ain't swimming. I'm just saying. It's still I'm a little lax. Okay, and then they never happen. Yeah. You know, so we, have to be, we have to be honest, when, especially for yeah. a man. For a man, when they get past fifty, they clock is ticking. And well, I know what I'm not going to, to to waste my time on is uh is a man who is trying to catch up, living his life to catch up, and uh, uh, choosing women according to their age, yeah, and stuff like that. To, to me, that's that's ridiculousness, and uh, I want to know what. You know, I'm, I really want something really good this yeah. go around. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. And, and you uh, said, like you said, you don't settle. Don't settle. Yeah. 
we don't need yeah. to settle. And because and, I think for a long time we have, you know, women have done that. They just say, you know what, I, I gotta have you, I gotta be married, or I gotta, I gotta, I gotta find me somebody, and they just settle to, for whoever, you know. And then that's when you have all these different problems in the relationships and stuff like that. So, well, I know I won't be taking that get that speaker's advice on. Uh, just get you somebody. There's <laughs> <laughs> a whole lot more out there in the world to catch than a man. I, I ain't know, trying to. Right. I ain't trying to do that's it. That's right. You, that's you right. see what I'm saying? Yeah. And 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 people, men and friends, they be confused in being alone with with loneliness. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? Just because yeah. I'm single does not leave or just yeah. anybody fit the bill. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Baby, I, ha- I live a good life. Yeah. I live a good life. I get to travel. I get to do a lot of different, yeah. you know, things. I'm happy with what I have. I'm not looking for a multimillionaire yeah. uh, or anything like that, but I am looking for yeah. someone who shares the same like-mindedness as I do, that love the Lord, that won't matter, you know, these yeah. last days or whatever you want to call the days. <laughs> that, that, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, 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 a good, a good person. Yeah. Judging people outside of, you know, their age or yeah. their sexuality or how much, you know, yeah. they got to give away. And, you know, <laughs> all of that kind of stuff. Yeah. You know, yeah. you know. Yeah. 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 You know, you got to do things. 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 You got to do yeah. And I might not mind your confidence, yeah. but it don't mean that I want Some men are like that. They think because because what they drive, you know, and, and what, you know, how they look or, you know, what, what kind of house yeah, they have. Yeah, that garage up on me. And see, that's what make them mad. When you get that your garage up. <laughs> see, you didn't yeah. see what was in my garage. Yeah. You know, and that, yeah. now, now you're mad. Now you don't want to talk no more because I'm acting like a man because I got yeah. the same toys you got. Yeah, yeah, that's not right. Yeah, and that's we can, we can drive your toy on this yeah. weekend, and next month we can take my toy. But see, they don't right. want to, you know, a lot of black men they, they want us to, they want us to be in distress. I sometimes think they want us to be in yeah, distress. and they want you to they want you they to want be dumbed to be, down. Yeah, and I was mm-hmm. like, no. I mean, we're strong women. I mean, his, historically, we are strong women. I ain't trying to be stronger than you. I, you know, I would love to be submissive. You know what I mean? Uh, 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 Tupac, Tupac got a song. Yeah, I love Tupac too. God for all of it. You know, maybe I'm a little straddle of fence in my music. Tupac got a song and he says, put your tired head on my chest. A thug in the house, now you can rest. And you know what? I've been wanting to rest for so long, but it is so hard for me and some of my sisters to put our tired head on the right man's chest. That's right, rest. Yeah. I would love to be submissive. You yeah. know, uh, uh, to someone who can lead effectively, that yeah. can lead a household, that know how to pay bills, that I can trust with our money. You know what right. I mean? I would yeah. love a joint account. I yeah. would love to uh, uh, just do all the things that, you know, a wife or a woman should do for her husband yeah. or, you know, her man. But, to give all of that power to somebody who don't know what to do with it, yeah. that ain't yours. 
You know what I mean? I'm just only both of us gonna be in a ditch. We both of because I'm being submissive too. You know, and man, you know, except except hey, he may be strong in paying the bills, you may be strong at you know, as something else. Whoever got yeah. the best talent and whatever, hey, let's put them together and let's do that. But these brothers don't want to they don't a lot of times they don't wanna do that. So how can we how can we talk to our young ladies, our, our girls? How can we talk to them? about, you know, them, you know, their, their future and what they need to seek out when it comes down to men. You know, how can we, what, what can we say to them? Because they're getting a lot of mixed messages now because, you know, generations have changed and then, the, you know, the household, the household the dynamic has changed. And so what can we say to our young, our young ladies about, you know, relationships and, and what to look for, you know, in a person, in a man? I was, I mean, I just think because, you got a granddaughter coming up. But and a daughter that just got engaged. And daughter, yeah, and a daughter got, yeah, just got engaged. Mm-hmm. Congratulations. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I, I just, I just know whatever advice we offer, they're gonna do what they want to do because I did that. Yeah. I just try to lead by example. Like my daughter, um, when she first told me she was dating someone, they want to move in together. Uh, are you sure? You know, that's what I asked her. She said, "Well, yeah." I said, okay, but I, I let her know, you know, you need to don't, never let your right hand know what your left hand is doing because that's not your husband. Yeah. But, and that's what my daddy taught me. When I, when I was I was a day away from getting married, my daddy sent me a message and said, you make sure you keep your own checking account. You can get a joint one, but you keep your own too. And, mm-hmm. and I, I will stand by that. I will. Because I still believe that I need to have my own truth. Yeah. Until I'm sure that this man is going to cover me. And I have to feel secure in that. Just like your mother said. I just can't let no anybody leave me in my house. I just can't. So I just, I would just tell any young woman not to go head first. Be smart. You still have your common senses that God gave you. Use them. And, and Yolanda, what, what, what about you? You know, thinking about the way that I wanted to raise my daughter you know, uh, before she passed. I wanted uh, so much happiness for, you know, Kennedy. Uh, and uh, to, I wanted her happiness to exceed mine, you know. Um, but I really wanted her first, number one, to know God, and she did, you know, uh, because it's a lot of times that's who you're going to have to fall back on. All the time, that's who you're going to have to fall back on. You have to have a relationship with God. I wanted that for her so bad to know how to pray and stuff. And and another thing that I wanted was for her to have self-worth. Because I just believe that if you have self-worth and you love yourself and you know, you know, uh, uh, your own personal worth, you won't just let anybody come in. You won't just let anybody treat you any kind of way. You'll be protective of your peace and your happiness. You know, or what, you know, going in, and that's at whether you at home, at work, at church, you know, uh, or whatever. You know, and I just think that if the young ladies have that and they fill themselves up full of knowledge and all of that, once they get rid, they'll know how to make decisions on who they should have in their life, whether to say yes to that ring or not, whether to move in or not. 
you know, because they'll know how to look. Like we do vision boards at Brown Girl University. So they can envision, you should always have, you know, goals or whatever, set goals. And, and, and maintain those. And in doing that, I just think whatever vision you have set for your life, whether it's to be happy, whether it's to be married, whether it's to be whatever that you love, you know, work toward that. And achieve that goal. And I think all the ladies and men, you know, young young men or whatever, follow those type of that path, that they'll be successful in whatever they do, in whatever they do. Okay. Well, ladies, I really have enjoyed the conversation. We we have we have done some talking, and so um, I always give my guests an opportunity to give a shout out to anybody out in the listening audience before we close out. So, Yolanda, you want to give a shout out? I would like to give a shout out to all those fifty some year olds that's uh in the game <laughs> that's waiting, you know, for that right man to come into their lives or that right woman to come into their lives to still take your time and uh praying that you be successful in whatever love that you find. Right. Miss Mimi, you wanna give a shout out to anybody out in the listening audience? <laughs> you don't have anybody you want to shout out to? I mean, anybody? Shout out to your son, your grandkids, anybody? <laughs> uh, okay, well, shout out to DeAndre, Tanya, grandbabies, and all the women, all the single women who feel like, you know, hey, we're at the end of our roads, so we're not going to get a good man. Girls, be patient. It's coming. Don't settle. It's coming. All right, then. Well, ladies, thank you again so much for accepting the invitation to be on Cannon Girl Speaks podcast. Um, I do believe you're going to find the right person. You know, like you said, we just got to keep waiting. And um, to my listening audience, thank you so much for listening to Cannon Girl Speaks podcast. Continue to stay safe, practice social distancing, wear your mask, wash your hands, and we will get through this COVID pandemic. Have a very good evening.